0: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready?
1: Are you ready? Let's get it on!
0: I bet you weren't ready, at least to see me here solo. Mike Sempervivi here with you for the next hour talking professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. Okay, probably no mixed martial arts whatsoever. Just professional wrestling is what we're going to talk about, and we do that every single day here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. And no matter how you're joining me today, tune in, iHeart, American Forces Radio, sportsbyline.com, over-the-air affiliates like the Mightier 1090, Sirius XM 156, via podcast or video streaming on Twitch or YouTube. I just want to say thank you for spending a little bit of time with me today. It's going to be a lot of time with me today, about a minute before the show was set to begin. I get a text. It's the boss, man. I'm sick, are you really sick? And then he kind of went on, and his conscience got to him a little bit, and I just don't wanna review on next day, yeah, it's true, yeah now granted, he is uh suffering with the uh with the Mucinex. he's high on that right now, probably got some robotus and all these other things, and he's probably being a bigger child, and then either one of his actual children to deal with right now. Uh, for his poor wife. So the best goes out to the boss man. And uh, hopefully he feels better by tonight. Where he can talk a little bit about what he thought of NXT. With Dave Meltzer for subscribers over at WrestlingObserver.com. But we have a lot to get into today. Obviously NXT spring breakin'. We can run that show down. Uh, not literally. I mean there were some good things on it. But there were some things we could run down and make fun of. Absolutely as well too. The Wendy Chu segments going after uh, all three members of uh, of uh, Mandy Rose's crew there. That that was certainly something to see. But we also have some other things coming up tonight. Dynamite from Baltimore, right outside Baltimore, UMBC. We have their lineup. Everything set up for tonight's show. Chris Jericho and Santana in a grudge match. Wardlow against MJF's mystery opponent. And we'll run down that show as well as some news coming out of pro wrestling, including. Freddie Prinz Jr. looking to start his own wrestling promotion. A ton of stuff to get into. We will do so when we get back from break. Wrestling Observer Live. Oh my, how are you, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Mike Semper VV here, Wrestling Observer Live. We do this show right here for an hour at a time, but if you want us 24-7, you can find us on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, at Sempervivi. I'll probably be posting up some things about the Briscoe brothers and their assorted family members who have come over to do landscaping all over this neighborhood here, descending all at once. If you can hear that outside my house, which does not have great insulation. But if you want to, like, you know, find out more about wrestling news and not landscaping news, you can do that at, uh, at WONF4W. The broadcaster for this show is at Sports Byline USA. And if you love pro wrestling, at Mid Atlantic Pod, that's my other little side piece there. If you want to talk to Brian, you can. You want to give him some well wishes, I'm sure he would like that. At Brian Alvarez. All us up right now. Ugh, just a bunch of gunk in there. Hopefully that didn't come from having to lead Oreo the Orca around doing all of those cameos over the last few days. So hopefully everybody's been taking advantage of that. It's pinned over at, at Brian's Twitter for all the ways you can find out how to help Whale Scout and, and get a, a tax-deductible donation to a, a fully uh, uh, in, engulfed charity, endorsed charity. Uh, filed with the government at least, so they they seem to be official. It's a legitimate thing. They go out there and help the environment, and obviously you, you see what the environment's done to Brian Alvarez. So you you may just not want to get out there and actually you know help. Just just de- dedicate the money, and they'll find people that can actually do the job for them. But Freddie Prince Jr. wants to do a new job. Yeah, he's outlined his plan to start up his own pro wrestling promotion in the next 18 months, one that could see him potentially run up to three years while not making any money. And this comes from the front page of the WrestlingObserver.com website. The subject was first broached on a recent interview he did on Ariel Helwani's MMA Hour. On his Wrestling with Freddie podcast on Wednesday, he said he finally wanted to talk more about his dream of doing it. The promotion has yet to be named. Uh, it, it, this, written by Josh Nason, talks about how he started getting the idea to do some of this stuff. And as everybody knows, Freddie Prince Jr. has been a longtime pro wrestling fan. He showed up at WWE events for a very short time. He was actually on the creative team. I'd have to go back and see what year that was. It was just a, a little blip on there. Uh, but how this whole thing started is he had the bug to start his own group uh, when he helped out a friend who was working for an unnamed promotion that was looking to get a TV deal. After meeting with a promoter and understanding the product, Prince agreed to make uh, to help make some connections, even though he and the promoter came at things from two different philosophies. After meeting with the CW, he and the organization parted ways, and the group later got a deal, according to Prince, but he said the experience was like being in a dream that he didn't want to wake up from, so he began outlining a plan for his own group, and I'll jump in here to say that I don't know of any group that got television with CW other than Dave Marquez's championship wrestling from Hollywood, and I, I believe that... Uh, I forget the name they gave it. I think it may just may have been championship wrestling, uh, but it, it did appear on many CW affiliates around. It was on for a short period of here, uh, where I am and then faded out. So I'm not sure, you know, how connected it is, but I would assume that that was probably the promotion that Freddie Brins is talking about here. Uh, he goes on to say that he began by talking to his accountant who said he needed to start working again so he didn't dip into his savings he built up over the years when he was acting regularly. Hopefully his accountant is better than the accountant that Jim Crockett Promotions had when he walked into the office one day and told Jim Crockett, uh, you, you don't have any money. And when Jim said, you know, what does that mean? He said, well, you actually have less than no money. It, it, it's bad, hard times right now. <laughs> so smart move by his accountant here because this is going to be a money drain no matter what. And he he apparently knows this. Uh, he went on to say that he fell in love with acting again, doing a romantic comedy for Netflix. Uh, he talked to podcaster Sam Roberts who suggested he check out GCW. Sam Roberts, who's best known for being associated with WWE, has been a big GCW support and apparently has pointed prints in that direction. From there, he started doing a deep dive into all kinds of promotions, listening to podcasts from Jim Jim Cornette and wrestlers to understand their philosophies, talking to people involved in the business and scouting local venues. And the article goes on for a little while here. He says he's already got a commercial realtor friend looking at properties as he hopes to have a full-time home for the group. Uh, he, He also says that... He would like it to be a SAG member show, basically a union show. He wants the wrestlers to be able to become Screen Actors Guild members, entitling them to benefits that SAG members get, like insurance, like medical benefits, and retirement plans. And if anything is going to be the big chip that he has going for him, that's what it would be. If there is a way for professional wrestlers to get involved into a union where they may be able to build up equity or build up time so they can actually get benefits after they retire and medical and some things like that that are a drain, obviously, on, on most pro wrestlers' uh, bank accounts, especially independent professional wrestlers who have to keep themselves insured, you know, that, that's going to be a, a pretty big deal. <laughs> you know, and that's going to be the best thing that they have. He also says he's got enough money to, to go for over three years, uh, before he has to do another Scooby Doo sequel. He kind of made that crack, but the opportunity or the chances of making money in three years, I mean, It's going to be tough, and it's going to be very interesting to see what he is able to pull off, if he's able to pull anything off. I mean, we've had big names talk about starting wrestling promotions for a long time, and and some have tried, and most have failed. That's why a lot of people were not bullish on AEW, even with the names involved, even with getting TNT. I mean, how many secondary promotions have started up, and how many of them have if not died, as most have, how many of them have run into a wall? Impact being a great example of that uh, with all the incarnations that they have. But it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's going to be really interesting. And it's going to be interesting to see, again, when it comes to the SAG stuff, even if he's able to get wrestlers who are on his show... You know, union, you know, I can see a lot of people saying, well, that's going to be great for the business. That's going to be, you know, open up the possibilities for other places. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't necessarily believe that that's the case. It might, you know, help those actors, you know, those people and, and may change some of their mentalities on how long they want to stay in a wrestling or if they're an independent wrestler, you know, they start looking a lot more into acting and trying to pick up gigs to help build and pad their, their, their guild status. But I don't know if this is going to be something where even if it's successful, minorly early, I don't know if that's going to affect the wrestling business at all. You know what I mean? Tony Khan knows how to deal with unions. He's, He's in the NFL. He deals with unions on a regular basis. They have a very powerful union. Tony Khan could let unions in if he wanted to. Obviously, we know WWE. That story came up not long ago and Brooke Hogan was at that, that convention or whatever it was and, and found out the reasons that the WWE isn't unionized. Yes, lady, it's your father that went ahead and, and put the kibosh on Jesse Ventura rallying everybody up. I believe it was before WrestleMania two and Hogan was the one who dropped dime on him and blew the whole thing up and, didn't end up happening, and we haven't had it since, even though people have been calling for it. But to me, that's the most interesting thing that really comes out of this, because for all of the great connections that I'm sure Freddie Prince Jr. has, and he certainly does, and for all of the money that he's got at his disposal, you know, and he obviously has it at his disposal if he wants to spend it on professional wrestling, You know, it's it's where you get your TV and who you can get partnered with that can help you out with merchandise, that can help you out with marketing, and that can help you out with funding. And if he's got some people that can really believe in him, then maybe this thing has got a chance to get off the ground. But there is a lot of competition right now. A lot of competition. You know, AEW and WWE, AEW having Ring of Honor there as a way to kind of blow things up. They haven't even started that process yet gcw is big defy on the west coast you see these big companies and there's already a fight for time and is this going to be good for the wrestlers yeah it probably is going to be good for the wrestlers on weekends that freddie Prinz does and he's offering big money but long term will it mean anything history tells us it probably won't but the best of freddie Prinz, and we'll have to see what happens we'll tell you what happened last night on nxt when we get back from break wrestling observer live Welcome back to the show. Mike VV here with you. Brian Alvarez on the disabled list just for today. Taking a little bit of time to drain the sinuses. Happy May the 4th be with you. Is that how that goes, Dom? You want to do your Yoda impression or?
1: No, I don't. <laughs> you got to give I me something to work with. You can't just put me on the spot and say, say something. That's not well. How I don't know and, any of the characters. Of from, work.
0: I don't know the characters from Star Wars to feed you a line for anything. I can do it as Cleveland Brown.
1: You literally could have asked me any question in the world. Just give me something to say, like, "Hey, dumb." does your mom still like swerve? And I could have answered, mm, "Still big fan of swerve. She is." Mm. Like that's what I'm talking about.
0: Mm.
1: No, y- it's you weird. know.
0: That impression did not make me want to uh, enter into view of the Star Wars series. I gotta be honest.
1: That's fine. Watch it because there's lightsabers and Samuel L. Jackson, bro.
0: Well, that was you know I did see the one with Billy D. Williams way back in the day. Lando, there. that was uh, whichever one was in the first three. I don't it's know. Empire I saw Strikes Back. Them,
1: but... It was the second one. It's the b- objectively the best Star Wars movie.
0: If you're stuck, right, with only one trilogy to watch, is it going to be the first three Star Wars, or is it going to be Rocky? Rocky 1 through 3.
1: It's going to be Captain America, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, and Captain America Civil War. That's what it's going and to be. And you
0: would take all of that over Rocky? Rocky 1, 2, and 3?
1: Yes. I've never watched the third Rocky.
0: How have you not watched the third Rocky with Mr. T as Clubber Lang? You've never seen that one. I'm a child. I'm still
1: that? a child, Mike. That's how. Mm. I used to get upset with
0: people not watching The Godfather, but it's long and it's detailed and all that sort of stuff. So I could see why Rocky is Rocky three. I just thought that was like an American rite of passage. You got to watch, you know, Rocky three and Rocky four to to really be, you know, an American.
1: Well, I guess I'm not a real American then.
0: Hulk Hogan is Thunderlips in, in Rocky Three. I just, I'm I'm shocked by you not, not seeing that movie. But anyway, that's got nothing to do with professional wrestling except a little bit to do with professional wrestling. Because much like Freddie Prinze Jr., Sylvester Stallone was a big fan of wrestling that's why hulk hogan ended up in the movie that's why terry funk was in in over the top and was it over the top yeah he was in over the top he was in a bunch of movies actually there's a guy who's got a sag membership right there uh yeah i just heard somebody else actually talking about that as well too that they got a role in a movie and it was only like one thing and they i guess got enough face time on there to be vested so that is that's been one thing that you know if you john morrison i'm sure is one of those guys i'm sure there's a lot of them that are based out of southern california who do extra work and who do uh all that sort of stunt work and things like that i mean there are big time advantages including you know once you get old and you can't do all of these things anymore the fact that you actually still have some some insurance is a is a big big deal uh let's let's get Back to uh, to tonight, actually, before I get into the the NXT review, AEW from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena in Baltimore, it's the campus of UMBC in Catonsville, outside Baltimore in Baltimore County. This is where. Uh Ring of Honor ran most of their big shows. They did a lot of TV at like Do Burns Arena, but then they started using this building all of the time, especially during the pandemic. It's a it's a nice building, easy to get to, good sound in it. So hopefully AEW uh I assume they have it pretty packed. I didn't check the the Russell Ticks site. So Brian's got that information folded up in his pocket next to a handkerchief that he's blowing his nose into on the couch. If I can get those from him, I'll, I'll let you know, but Long story short, Hangman Adam Page is going to be back this week, or at least he's expected to after missing last week's show due to COVID-19. They are building up he and CM Punk towards double or nothing. The uh, lineup for tonight's show, the Varsity Blondes, are going to call out the House of Black. Hopefully, uh, uh Julia uh, is not just sitting there on the the ring steps again, all upset. And, and hopefully, these guys can try to get some revenge over the House of Black, the Blackpool Combat Club. John Moxley, Brian Danielson, and ROH Pure Champion Wheeler Yuta, who's also entered into the Best of the Super Juniors, facing off against the Butcher, the Blade, and Angelico. And Angelico is still on the roster, even though Jack Evans is no longer there. Wardlow against MJF's mystery opponent and as he mentioned last week, MJF that is you can't teach that which means it's got to be W. Morrissey it's either that or Enzo I guess you could do the sight gag where it's Enzo who comes out there, I don't know if that's exactly what you would want to do they obviously have the working relationship with Impact and they obviously have been feeding Wardlow some very large men, whether it be the Butcher, whether it be um, uh, Lance Archer now it's going to be W. Morrissey so no matter what happens I have a feeling we're going to end with a uh, powerbomb concerto or whatever they're calling it there the 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 powerbomb symphony Chris Jericho against Santana in a grudge match I'm not I'm not 100% sold on this whole Jericho Appreciation Society uh, if I say that when Brian's around I'll get the you know what? you know that, that thing and I you know, it's just, I'm not I'm not sold on this yet. I'm not sold on Daniel Garcia being a sports entertainer. I mean, I kind of, in a way, I kind of like it. it. It's kind of amusing. <clears throat> I, I don't know about this whole thing, but I really do like Santana and Ortiz and Eddie Kingston together. So if they're in the mix, I'm good with it. And Santana smacked around Chris Jericho on Friday night on Dynamite. He went out there. Uh, trying to get some revenge, but was pulled away by security. Chris Jericho then cut a very, look, I know a lot of the show yesterday was jokes when it came to the whole crowd sweetening thing and things not being even. But did anybody hear the, the promo that aired on, on Friday? The very voiced over promo that was added into the show with Chris Jericho yelling at Santana. I just, I don't know. Maybe it was just my ear was extra sensitive, but it was like, man fix this somehow so it actually doesn't sound like he's in a box way after the fact even though he is it's uh but anyway roh women's champion diana perrazzo against roh interim women's champion mercedes martinez to determine the undisputed champion be interesting to see what happens here i have no prediction on a winner here i would actually go with diana perrazzo but i have no idea if there's any contract status, if there's any, you know, she's going to be traveling, doing some other things, she's going to be doing stuff for impact or whatever it is. So I'm not sure exactly where she stands right now. But of the two, as great as Marti- uh, Mercedes Martinez is, uh, I would like to see Deanna Perrazzo again. If you're going to have the future, that's definitely your future, although Mercedes Martinez can be there to to help teach a lot of their very young future. Jeff Hardy against Bobby Fish in a qualifying match for the Owen Hart Foundation Men's Tournament as well as Ray Phoenix against Dante Martin in a qualifying match for the Owen Hart Foundation men's tournament. I don't know how you start this show. I would usually I'm a big proponent on like CM Punk or John Moxley or Brian Danielson, you know, they seem to give you the most energy to start a show, but looking on what they have here on this, I would tend to say that maybe I would leave them for the main event of the show and actually start this thing off with Ray Phoenix and Dante Martin. It is going to be very difficult to top that match as far as physicality goes. And unless something bizarre happens, I can't believe it won't be a really fun, good match. So there you go. That's the lineup for AEW tonight. Dynamite coming up at 10 o'clock or at 8 o'clock PM Eastern time. It's normal time unlike uh, 5 p.m. Rampage that will be taking place on Friday. Speaking of AEW, Fight Forever... Uh, to be available on PC with new footage being released. It's also going to be uh on consoles as well too. Evil Uno, without Stu Grayson, who was who was who was now gone, hosted a Twitch video on Wednesday and revealed more information about the game. He confirmed it will be called AEW Fight Forever, as Tony Khan had stated during the company's show in Pittsburgh last month. Uno also revealed that the game will be available on PC in addition to consoles. In-game footage of Chris Statlander wrestling Nyla Rose with Aubrey Edwards as referee was shown. Statlander's model in the game was as her galaxy's greatest alien gimmick. Didn't have time to change everything up here. Previous in-game footage also featured Darby Allen, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Hikaru Shida, and Jungle Boy. According to a report from Fightful, the video game is expected to be released in September. The roster size is believed to be around 50 wrestlers. Everybody has been... Talking about this game, if you're a fan of video games, obviously, and a wrestling fan, there have been people that have been chomping at the bit for AEW to roll something out. It is possible that Owen Hart could be included in the game because of what is going on with the Owen Hart tournament and all that sort of stuff. But that is not set into stone. I guess it's far from it uh, being set into stone. So uh, there's a possibility of that. But obviously everybody else that's uh, on the roster, I'm sure, is going to be loaded up and wants to be in the game. Uh, speaking of games, the political games, Ken, uh, Ken? <laughs> Kane, Glenn Jacobs, uh, was unopposed in his Republican primary for, uh, to win the, uh, mayoral election of Knox County. So I'm not sure who the Democrat, uh, that, that, that's going to be running, but no Republican would dare step up and face Kane. 25,000 votes, uh, a little bit under that is what he was bringing in. The general election is August 4th. Will be running against the winner of the Democrat primary, Debbie Helsley. So, Mayor Kane down there in Knoxville, the last time you saw him on TV, of course, was what, last week, uh, two weeks ago with Bianca Belair when they were down into Knoxville. So, Mayor Kane uh, probably going to be uh, picking up a second term here. Not to poop on the, the other ladies' uh, picnic here, but I mean, it's Knoxville. Kane he's probably going to win we're all winners when it's an NXT review and we'll do that when we get back from break wrestling observer live you are listening to wrestling observer live on the sports byline broadcasting network Just wanted to let that play for a second. Mike Semper, BB Wrestling Observer Live. Brian Alvarez not here today, but he will be back for subscribers of WrestlingObserver.com. Tonight, Dave Meltzer, Wrestling Observer Radio, will probably come out in the wee hours of Thursday morning after Dave gets finished gathering up all the information taking place after tonight's Dynamite AEW show on uh, TNT. So... Yeah, hopefully the boss man's feeling a little bit better here. I know he is so brokenhearted, so downhearted right now that he cannot be with us to do. Uh, Take a little look at what happened last night uh, on NXT. It was spring-breaking. Spring-breaking NXT. They couldn't even do it in a location where somebody could have fallen into a pool. You know, I thought that was the rule with spring bake. That's one thing that Nitro did better than anybody else. That's one thing you've got to hand to WCW. They knew how to do a spectacle at club lavella. That's where this should have taken place or something that looked like club, you know, club lavella. So somebody could have took a header into the pool. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. The only header we have in that building was Braun Breaker falling off that uh, cat bird seat or the, uh, the bird's nest or Whatever they call it last week, splattered himself on the ground. And that led to this match with Joe Gacy that we've got coming up in the main event of this show. But it opened up, it opened up with some skit. It uh, it opened up with pretty deadly. Your NXT, your new NXT tag team champions, doing a extra campy skit from poolside, being goofy. They run down what's going to take place on the card, and then jump into the pool. They've done this before for shows. Obviously, this is pretty deadly's first chance to do it. They come across as guys you want to punch in the face, you know, and who guys that you want to see get slammed, uh, because they're such goofballs and they're so over the top, and. That's a good thing (laughs) when you're bad guys. They got into it a little bit with the Viking Raiders later on as they attempted to keep poking at the creeds, but we'll get to that. First match of the show. It was a good one. Cameron Grimes defeated solo Sokoa and Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams to retain the NXT North American Championship. Uh, Sokoa had, uh, had Cameron, uh, had Carmelo Hayes up in a uh, Samoan, I think it was going to give him the Samoan drop when Cameron Grimes came off the top rope, hit him with the cave and double foot stomp. I hate that move. I've never liked that move. And I know he can pull it off and he makes it look pretty good, but I just, something about that move is visibly that just... I don't know what it is. And I know, look, if he's coming off the top rope at me, yes, he could kill me from any position with that, but eh, I don't know. There, there, this happens later on too with Braun Breaker's spear. I just, there's got to be a better way, but. Good, good match. You know, Solo Sokoa was, uh, got a loud chance to begin the thing. Carmelo Hayes is a star. He is an absolute star. We did get our, you know, obligatory Holy S chant and the This is Awesome chant after there was Sokoa. Uh, Grimes uh, hit uh, Sokoa with a Hurricane Rana as Carmelo Hayes was, was, what was it? Grimes used a Hurricane Rana on Sokoa while Grimes also was giving Hayes a superplex. Didn't look all that spectacular, but we did get the 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 chant for it. And again, the match went on from a couple minutes after that. Long story short, it uh Hayes, you know, ends up getting uh ends up getting knocked out of the picture of Sokoa pinned by Cameron Grimes. NXT women's champion Mandy Rose was then in a skit where she went to the tanning spa, which I think is the official tanning spa of NXT there, and got into the tanning bed. And then, of course, she sets it for only a couple minutes. She was on the phone with J.C. Jane and G.G. Dolan, and I'll I'll meet you at the beach. I I need to, since I'm already, you know, incredibly dark, I need to just jump in the tanning bed for 15 minutes and then jump out of that before I go to the sunny beach. Makes complete sense, I guess. I'm I'm not a... 20-something-year-old girl, so maybe that's that's how it goes down there in Florida when you have natural sun outside and you've already you know got an incredible base stand. But that that's besides the point. The whole thing was set up for the fact that Wendy Chu could go in there and somehow crank the timer up without anybody knowing, and Mandy Rose, I guess, just fell asleep in there because when she got up later on, she was burnt. Indy Hartwell and Duke Hudson, they had a moment. Andy was looking at her hand. There was no ring there. Then Duke Hudson walks in. They both stand. Duke kind of leans in. Andy says no. And they both go in different directions. And that was that. No Persia. No Dexter. No that they ran off. Maybe they're going to, to add that into the mix later on. We'll have to see. Roderick Strong talked to the Creed Brothers and Ivy Nile backstage. Says he's taking over the diamond mine. Says he's all about it. You know, they they need to listen to him. The Creed brothers just kind of rolled their eyes, and that would build towards something a little bit later on. Nathan Frazier against Grayson Waller. These guys could be future members of the main WWE roster. I don't think there's any doubt that Grayson Waller will be. There is probably a doubt about Nathan Frazier. Is he big enough? Is he the kind of guy that they like? Even if they brought him up to the main roster, does he have a trajectory with how they treat guys his size who can move like him that's going to be better than Mustafa Ali, that's going to be better than Ricochet, that's going to be better than some of the people that they've had there? I'd like to think so because the former Ben Carter is – Pretty damn awesome, and I really, really enjoyed this match up until the end. Uh, physically, there's little that Frazier doesn't seem like he can do. He's absolutely incredible, young guy. Grayson Waller's just a great bad guy. I think a, a great heel. Again, punchable face. You know the whole gimmick, the whole act. You know charisma. He he knows exactly who he is, and you know was was pretty good. Uh, Frazier went for a Phoenix splash earlier on in the match, missed it, rolled through it, but was able to hit it a little little. little bit later on, when Andre Chase and Chase U, all of his students in the crowd, blew an air horn, which distracted Grayson Waller. Uh, He looked like he was going to crotch himself on the ropes, walked over to it, but then fell, hit himself uh, throat first on the ropes, slung himself back, which put him in the position for Nathan Frazier to come off the top rope and deliver a perfect Phoenix splash onto him for the victory. Then it was time for Fallon Henley. I know, that's not Brian's girl to to emphasize the, uh, the name on, but I'll do it. Fallon Henley. She's a country girl, and even when her parents bought that bar... She made her keep the uh the, the made him keep the horse after they sold the family farm. That's apparently the story here with with Fallon Henley. She likes to raise hell with Briggs and Jensen, and her family bought a bar at some point, and then they had to sell the family farm. But she had a horse named Luna, and she kept her horse named Luna. And there ain't nothing like riding a horse. That's what she says. Then there was a meeting between Santos Escobar and Tony D'Angelo. Every, you know, mob movie you've ever seen, any ridiculous sit down, you know, parody of a mob movie you've ever seen. That's what this was. They actually have a little bit of detente there and and everything's kind of cool for a little bit. Uh, they go out. They don't want to get in each other's business, but they want to be in each other's business. And that's where that stood for the time being as they both had a, uh, a, a tense, stare down and a in a handshake and that was that for the time being. Viking Raiders backstage They had an interview about the Creed Brothers that was interrupted by Pretty Deadly, who, as I mentioned earlier, just kind of poked the bear a little bit on the Creed Brothers. And when they Viking Raiders bowed up, they kind of snuck away. So I'm not sure if the Viking Raiders are going to be sticking around. Not the worst idea in the world for them to be staying around there and trying to help out those other teams. I mean, they're not doing anything on the main roster anyway, and they don't really fit in any of the mix. When you look at the Street Profits, RK Bro, the Usos, they look like they've got that thing held down for quite some time. Plus, you got Alpha Academy as well, too, so they just don't fit in the mix. They're, they're much better off being down there and trying to help some of these young teams get a little bit better. Joe Gacy in a promo said, We should fear what happens tonight if he does not win the NXT championship. He vowed to change the world. Well, you know what, folks? You got up and the sun came out, so you know how that worked out for him. Nik- Nikita Lyons and Cora Jade against Lash, Legend, and Natalia jade pinned legend after natty booted legend in the face match was okay it was it was there it wasn't awful or anything like that so lions did the deal where she did the split into the leg drop jade followed it up with a flying senton off the top rope and then jade got the pin over legend a vignette then with tatum paxley talking about her entrance into the breakout tournament, she's a power lifter. She does not have a horse name, Luna, but she does have the name of Tatum Paxley, which Brian Alvarez will over enunciate on every single show from this point forward. JC Jane and Gigi Dolan, now that was their turn. They had went to the beach, okay? They went to the beach, and they left Mandy Rose there all burned up. They talk about sending her some aloe. Eh, she's going to be fine. They park in a in a tow-away zone where it says no parking, and they brag about how great of a spot it is, and then they go up to the beach, and they're sitting there for a minute, and then it's time to get up and take their clothes off and run into the water and frolic about, and the plus-65 NXT male viewership probably was very, very happy about that. It was almost Divas-era-esque with them frolicking around out there, all you we were missing was, was Trish Stratus pulling up with the ice cream truck and maybe even Brock Lesnar uh, out there f-fiving a shark. Do you remember that one for SummerSlam, I think it was? It was good. But anyway, they're at the beach and they're out there frolicking about when Wendy Chu and, and Roxanne Perez, Roxy, then decide to steal their stuff. And Roxy's not sure about this because... You know she's got some some training to do before the breakthrough tournament. But Wendy Chu, she doesn't have time for any of that stuff. She's in it for the funnies and the lulls. And they start stealing her stuff. They they steal the car. They steal the shoes. They they run down the sand and they throw the shoes out into the street. So so Gigi and JC, you know that's part of the comedy. They have to walk across the hot sand. Ooh ah ah. ah Ooh, ah, ah. Oh, those are my shoes. Those are our shoes. Hey wait where's the car and there's no car uh, it wasn't awful but it wasn't good and it wasn't needed <laughs> I, I don't think it was it was it looked a lot of this is it sounds i can't get work myself into a tizzy the way brian does about some of these shows i mean it just i mean from what i'm saying to you would you get that fired up about this show odds are you didn't even watch this show you know, I'll 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 make sure that the phone lines are open tomorrow for anybody that wants to yell at me about, you know, how awesome this show was and I'm not, you know, giving my my all and my effort about it. What what can I tell you? The Creed Brothers defeated the Viking Raiders. I believe everything the Creed Brothers do. I love the Creed Brothers. I hope they don't kill themselves or anybody else in the process, but when they're in there bumping and thumping with guys like the Viking Raiders, guys of their size, I mean, it it really does mask some of the limitations, and, and obviously there's a lot at this point in their careers, a lot of the limitations with the Creed's. Long story short here, Roderick Strong ran out when the referee was distracted, hit Eric in the face with a knee, ran up on the apron as Eric was dra- uh, draped over the ropes. He was out of there sliding Ishii Lariat by Julius, and the victory was gotten for the Creed brothers, who then were upset with Roderick Strong for jumping into their match. Kaylee Ray debuts next week as part of the breakout tournament. Briggs and Jensen are are, are okay, apparently, with the medical staff. They they worked a a joke about masturbation in there. And uh, Brooks, in about six weeks, is going to be okay again. And then the main event, Braun Breaker defeated Joe Gacy to retain the NXT championship. I like Joe Gacy not in this character. I think there's a way you can tweak it and make him an effective member of the roster, although we'll have to see what happens. I wonder what his future is going to be, but it looks like there may be one because after the match, after he stood tall, there were two shadowy figures dressed in black behind Braun Breaker as the show ended. And we have this show has ended too. <laughs> we're going to go to break one last time, put a bow on this thing, we come back from break, Wrestling Observer Live. the overlay on that the, I was just gonna be saying wrestling observer live right here but no we had the announcer man do it that was a terrible NXT review on it I just I can't be asked uh you know I just I cannot build up that much of a of excitement for this show I mean just can't oh by the way by the way uh remember that uh that thawing of relations between Legato and uh Tony D'Angelo's crew well, that later, a little bit later on, uh, just like they they did to each other, that's how we ended up with a Legato de Fantasma. They went and need uh, Tony D'Angelo's consigliere and the uh, Cuyans and threw him into the back of a of a, a blazer or an Escalade or whatever it was and drove off with him. So maybe they're holding him hostage. Maybe they're trying to convert him into a a member of Legato. I guess we'll just have to stay tuned and watch out. I don't want to, though. I just I just don't. <laughs> NXT, there are some good things on it, but it is even this big spring break and show. I mean, we are so far away from what those takeover shows were, and if you love this show, God bless you, but it's, uh, it's certainly one you can miss. What doesn't look like you can miss it? Dynamite tonight, uh, which obviously we had talked about a little bit earlier on. Coming up 8 p.m. on TNT, Wardlow against uh, W. Morrissey, the two Owen Hart Qualifying Cup matches, and a whole lot more. Brian Alvarez will be back with Dave Meltzer tonight for subscribers of WrestlingObserver.com, Wrestling Observer Radio, giving you the rundowns on everything that has been happening, including thoughts on NXT. Yep. Yep. Brian's going to have to get Dave thoughts on it, and that means he's going to have to give his, and I know he can't wait. So hopefully he's healthy and happy a little bit later on, and I hope you are as well too. I shall talk to all of you again after a while.